Hello and welcome to the FDA podcast episode number 2. My name is Ali and I'm joined by my fellow co-host Jawad here. Jawad how are you feeling today? I'm feeling very excited for our second podcast. The first one was quite good. Yeah. So let's give it another go. How was your last week football wise? So football wise it was a little bit of a slow weekend. Uh we were used to playing a couple of games, but we haven't been doing that this uh this week. We only had one game. We were kicked out of the Coppa Italia. Coppa Italia yeah. And uh, no <laughs> and and no European football so far. So yeah. we're picking that up. Right. But yeah, it was one game and uh, we are going to the day we're recording this, as soon as we finish this, I'm going to go watch the match against uh, Spezia. Oh, against Spezia. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I forgot he's an AC Milan supporter. <laughs> so, let's kick this off by a very hot topic right now and a club that has dominated European football and also on the league front as well in Spain. Let's talk about Barcelona today. And Jawad, my first question to you, which is also straightforward and requires a very well thought out response. Mm-hmm. What went wrong with Barcelona? A couple of things. Uh if I were to name just one person, let, let's a just couple? put it out there, Bartomeu. Okay. A couple of things. <laughs> I I say a couple of things, but there's one person's name that's synonymous with the downfall and that's Bartomeu. Yeah. And definitely. I I want to go ahead and in a little bit of detail because over reliant on Messi aging stars and people being purchased for a heavy price and not being reliant on the La Masia actual youth products that they were developing letting Thiago go a oh. huge mistake right so oh, there is a lot of stuff that goes on to it but let's discuss Bartomeu first yeah. what's your opinion on how he managed the club um i mean i'm not a barcelona fan and there might be things that went under the radar for me but Uh, from an outside perspective from a perspective of a person who is neutral and doesn't care about barcelona i still think he was awful if he was the president of manchester united or ac milan i'm pretty sure we would have thought of the same thing as well uh the decision making that went into the transfer market the club the club is in 555 million in debt now that is a huge sum can you believe that the wage bill at barcelona even like it's it's a mess and a mess that will require years of effort to unfold and to correct everything i think he was awful absolutely awful there's not enough words enough bad adjectives in my mind <laughs> to describe how awful his tenure was so moving on to the bad and continuing on the same streak i would like to ask you how has barcelona been so bad that they have hurt their most uh, precious thing lionel messi What's the most precious thing you call it I I say he's the most valued player in football right now. He's You can talk about Ronaldo, you can talk about Neymar, yeah. but when you really really think about it, no one is above Messi in terms of what he is to his club. Absolutely not. Yeah. Right? So letting go of your player in a way that they are about to do, it's horrendous. If you really think about yeah. what they have done, yeah. leaking his contract We all Awful. knew how much he was going to get paid. We all knew how much he was getting paid. He's messy. It was, it was roughly 100 million yeah. a year and he deserves it. Absolutely. Like he's given his life to Barcelona. He's been there since he was a kid. I know that they provided him the platform to grow yeah. into the player he is, but he's given so much back to that club. He's justified it, it. Exactly. And he he supposed like what else do you expect him to get paid? That that's what he should be getting paid. So we knew that but leaking that contract uh, i think that was a low blow Absolutely. they should not have done that and whatever decision messi ends up taking out with you great and i'm really really hurt about the messi situation right now and 
I'm pretty sure he's going to leave this summer. Ronald Koeman was a very bad appointment for Barcelona and I don't think he has the caliber or the pedigree in Europe or even in the league front to carry out a huge task as Barcelona. We have seen Pep Guardiola and managers of a high caliber at Barca. I don't think he was the right choice in any state of mind. So what do you think of Koeman? Well, Koeman, they, I don't know what philosophy was behind bringing him in. Exactly. There isn't any justification that you can actually give that, hey, this is the reason we have this guy here, right? He, How is he supposed to manage that locker room full of egos? Yeah. You got your Messi, great leader. Then you got Pique, Busquets, like major players who should be the backbone of your team, but they're not able to get the best out of that team. Exactly. What is going on? Like, let me ask you one question. Bart, the manager who recently came in, he yeah. did a few good matches and then... All of a sudden, they're having a spiraling downfall. They go back up. So it's been a roller coaster ride exactly. for Bartomeu. Yeah. But one thing they have consistently messed up is their graduates, academy Absolutely. graduates, letting them go, not developing them properly. If you think back to the old Barcelona, the one that was dominating Europe, yeah. who do you think of? You think of Iniesta, you think of Xavi, you think of PK, yeah. you think of Busquets, you think of Messi, Pedro. There was a ton of players in there. Yeah. All of them were part of the graduated class coming La from the La Masea, yeah. right? So what do you think went wrong here? I think it is a mixture of a lot of things. I don't think they hired managers that paid that much importance to the youth at Barca. Mm -hmm. Even when they won the treble in 2015 with Neymar and Suarez up front, I don't think uh, the manager at that time, Luis Enrique, was paying attention to La Masia. So I think it started in such a positive uh, era at Barca that people ignored it and eventually it is now backbiting. Uh, he was not the right choice in terms of uh, La Masia and things went downhill from there. Even now I think La Masia is producing talent which is very good and they have some players in the team that can grow if paid attention to but I don't think uh, a manager as stubborn as Ronald Koeman can do that and I think managers are to blame for that as well. So, I have a question then. Yeah. There is a solution out there named Xavi. Yeah. A graduate himself, a legend of the club. Yeah. What do you think of hiring him as the replacement manager? For I don't I think it's a huge task if he comes in and manages Barcelona. Mm -hmm. I don't think people say that Messi will stay if Xavi comes and takes over. <laughs> I don't think that's the case. Messi I think Messi will be better off somewhere else. I don't want to see his prime years being wasted at such a mess. Uh, it's interesting you bring up primaries. Yeah. We'll get to that topic later on, but you're absolutely right. Even though he's past 30, yeah. he's still performing at a crazy high level. Absolutely. Messi has been consistently one of the, if not the best player for the past decade, even more. Absolutely. The guy has been at the top for so long that you forget sometimes how good he is. Exactly. Yeah. And what Messi has done for Barcelona, they should be thanking it and pay the guy what he wants. Keep him, try to keep him happy. If yeah. you have Messi happy, you have your club happy. Because the fans come for Messi. Exactly. And the players play for Messi. I was talking to a Barcelona yeah. fan and he mentioned that most of the players, all their plays are essentially take the ball, run down, pass it to Messi. Exactly. Take the ball, run down, pass it to Messi. Re like repeat that over and over again and you'll get success. Yeah. And you see that success a few recent games when he came on as a sub. The impact changed, that he yeah. made, he changed the game altogether. Two comebacks already in three weeks. So that's huge. All, one key in all of that. Exactly. That's messy. That's messy. Right. So, about La Masia. 
do you think barcelona in are in any state right now to go for players in the transfer market or do you think that they should more focus more on uh, involving la masia to the team under the current manager? oh hell no they cannot buy players from transfer market right now you told yourself the amount of debt that they're in yeah the trouble that they have financially i i'm, I'm not shocked if a, a year from now we'll be talking about Barcelona as being the next fallen giant such as AC Milan and Manchester United. Awesome. We're starting to rise back up, yeah. but fallen giants. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like that's what's in the future. Mm-hmm. You can never think of the top two jewels of La Liga, of Spain, being discussed in such a light. But that's something that we feel like uh, could be. Right. So one extra thing that I want to cover before we move on from yeah. this topic is the topic of letting go of Suarez. Crazy situation. Come on, like he won you the trouble. <laughs> he constantly performed. I know that he was absent in the A2 demolition by Bayern Munich, and in that season he only produced 15 goals or 20 goals in all competitions. I understand that. I understand the frustration, but he's not that old. I mean, we look at strikers around Europe. There are older guys than him who are performing, and he's like Luis Suarez. Come on. He's Imagine not... how much it must be killing their fans knowing that the top of the team that's on the top of the table they have is Suarez. being led by Suarez. Yeah. Suarez Goodness is the me. top scorer. Come on, bro. Yes. And and other thing I want to ask you in the same uh, trajectory is that they bought in Pjanic. They let go of Arthur. Arthur. Arthur was somewhat, some uh, kind of a player that I thought is made for tailor-made for Barcelona. You know, he was a good ball progressor and in an interview with the Spanish newspaper, Messi was asked uh, when they purchased Arthur. He was asked what new acquisition Barca, Barca made in the recent years made you happy, and you thought like this player can help the team progress. And he gave the answer of Arthur. Can you believe that they let him go <laughs> and they bought in Pianis and they rarely play him? Like, what what are your thoughts? Crazy on that? stuff, right? There's only one thing that you need to know about the transfer saga of Pianic and Arthur. Yeah. The thing is, it's all about balancing the books. Absolutely. They're trying to do that, again, trying to stray and keep in line of FPP. Exactly. Financial pay play has been a huge impact on few teams. Absolutely. Like, there are other teams who can actually pay to play, such as PSG and Manchester United. Let's not get into that. I don't want to talk about it. But... Sticky too. <laughs> right? So there, th- those are a few things that I, I can bring up. But I yeah. feel like it was just done for the books. And letting go of Arthur and bringing in someone older of a similar profile, not potential, potentially a game changer. Or a ground Arthur move. could have been yeah, exactly. eventually. Is he wasn't right now? Let's just be honest. Yeah. He wasn't changing the game as he was playing, but he had the potential. Whereas Pjanic is almost past his prime. He's gone. Like his legs are gone. I think he's a 60-minute player. If you really want to get the best out of him, you you bring him in, take him out around 60 minutes. That's what he is right now. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing we should move on towards is one of the greatest managers of all time when he was in his prime. <laughs> I want to discuss Jose Mourinho. He was invited to Tottenham as a last chance in Europe to uh-huh. showcase everyone how brilliant he is. The special one. The special one, Judas. What do you think went wrong with Tottenham? And do you think he was the right choice to lead Tottenham after such a horrendous season? Under hey, I'm, I'm a big believer in Mourinho. Me too, yeah. I though he won't enter the treble. Yeah. Awful time in my life as an AC Milan fan. Huh. But the guy is the special one. The he charisma is. he uses, everything. I, I still watch clips of him on Sky Sport being the pundit that he was, yeah, yeah. ripping people to shreds. 
he's a great interview. Yeah, great. great. But that, that's the thing. When you talk about Jose Mourinho, you don't really talk about his teams. You yeah. talk about what he does. You talk about the way he talks. Yeah. You, I remember the first thing when I think of Jose Mourinho, I remember the slide he did when he won the match. He came on the pitch yeah. and he did, yeah, and he did that slide. Against Barca, right? And yeah. That's the thing. You, you think of those sort of stuff. You don't remember what he has done as a manager. And he's done a ton. Absolutely. Like I mentioned, he won the treble. And with Porto, he won the Champions League with Porto. Like, can you believe that? <laughs> I mean, I understand there were players like Carvalho in the team, but winning with Porto, the team from Portugal, come on, bro. Like, Mourinho is a special one. He is a special one. But let's get into what's gone wrong. I, f- I feel like there have been things where the way he has played Tottenham, the player he's got, and the way his teams play do not mesh well together. Exactly. How can you ask players like Song, how can you ask players like Kane to defend? To defend? Yeah. Seriously. I mean, he tried to uh, go out and play and see what happened against Everton. Trashed, right? Absolutely. And then he comes out and says, oh, the great game for the... Oh, sorry. And then he comes out and says, great games for the neutrals. Yeah. Awful <laughs> game for the neutrals, by the way. <laughs> Awful game. Where is the defending, man? Like... I know there's a very few people out there who actually want to go out there and have a game to watch, which is defending, defending, defending. Yeah. But me being a Calcio fan, defending is an art. You need to understand how to defend. Yeah. And that's where I think he filled. And he, he's crazy. He, he literally coined the phrase parking the bus. Too his, stubborn, right? right? Yeah, parking tactics. the bus. His team is known as that. They park the bus and no one can get past. How can you get past four goals against a Jose Mourinho side? Here's what I'm telling you. It's never going to happen again, right? Yeah. Tottenham has been too reliant on Kane. They have been, yeah. And it's not like it's a different thing from the pre- previous era. They were reliant on Kane, even under Pochettino. Uh, but the thing is with Mourinho, like, if you're such a good manager, you should be flexible enough to work with any team. And you should be less stubborn and provide something for the fans to cheer about. Right now, I've spoken to a lot of Tottenham fans on Facebook, on Twitter, and all of them are like really depressed. And you know, Mourinho, you are to blame for that. Uh, (laughs) See, there is a little bit of an argument that I want to bring up. We talk about the dependency of Kane, but if you look at the final run that they made under Pochettino in Champions League, where was Kane? He was nowhere to be seen. There were other people who were picking things up, such as Lucas Moura, right? Though there were few decisions which helped them by hairlines, yeah. but without Kane, they still made that run. Crazy run. Exactly. And it was an exciting game to watch. And I still remember that goal that uh, Son scored, almost starting from his own defense, running all the way through there. They've got crazy quality players, but that's, that's the thing. They're individuals and they have to work as a team where Mourinho is failing right now. The team does not have any cohesiveness. When they're attacking, that's all they're doing. When they're defending, that's all they're doing. Exactly. There isn't any link play towards them. Yeah. And that's where Mourinho used to be really good. He's good with personalities. He's good with egos. He can manage those people because he has such a big ego himself. But I feel like that's where he's lacking and that's where Tottenham is failing right now. Exactly. So, I want to... I mean, if I'm talking about Tottenham Hotspur, I cannot include... I cannot not include the uh, respect that he's shown to... Or I should say disrespect he's shown to Gareth Bale and Gary Ali <laughs> and Harry Wings and Tanganga and people like Aurier who's performing well. But the treatment he got from Mourinho when he came in was awful. So they brought in Bale. 
they bought in players like Hoiberg, Doherty, and they had Wings and Deli Ali. How do you think, like, after coming from the Pogba saga at United, yeah. and he got a new job at Tottenham, how do you think his behavior has changed with the players? Or has it? So, let me bring this to you guys. You got Kane on one in the middle, then you got Song and flagged by Bale. Three frightening players. Absolutely. Frightening players. Yeah. Every defense would be shaking when they see something like that coming okay. across them. But what happens is, like I said, Mourinho was not known to be the guy who's actually good at managing people. Though, yeah. with the huge ego that he comes with, he can still manage huge personalities. Ronaldo, he managed him, yeah. did a pretty good job. Ramos. Managed him, yeah. did a pretty good job. Samuel Eto, Didier Drogba. Drogba. You just name. there's a list of players he managed and he got the best out of them. Exactly. What is he doing wrong with Bale? I don't understand. Why is he outing him in public? Yeah. I, I know that Bale has kind of lost the love that he had for football. Yeah. That's pretty evident. But there needs to be an image that you'd have to uphold. Zidane did that because he was on the outs with Bale. Absolutely. You brought him in specifically for Tottenham to revive his career. On I think Bale is letting go of his career. Absolutely. On huge wages as well. It's not like he's paying him like 100k for staying at uh, Tottenham. Awful. They're giving him a huge contract. And one more thing I want to ask you. Delhi Ali... A boy who has proven himself over the years, came when he was very young mm. and frightened the Premier League with his initial 15 goals in the campaign. And he faded off under uh, at the end under Pochettino, I understand that. But if you're a manager like Jose Mourinho and players like Drogba say like, I will play right back for Jose Mourinho. How can such a player like Delhi Ali cannot perform? and work under a manager like Jose. What do you think went wrong on that particular situation? So I have a theory here. Yeah. Jose, when he started out, he was hungry. Exactly. And they say when you're waking up in satin sheets, you don't want to get out of bed. Absolutely, yeah. And that's, I think, what's getting to him. Too much success and too much ego getting to his head is causing his team to flutter. Yeah. It's, it's causing his team to flatter. Exactly. So he isn't able to actually get the best out of his teams like he used to. And he isn't the manager he was. I has, he as, as much as I hate to admit it, no longer the special one, more like the ordinary one. I have to agree to that. Um, and I want to wrap Tottenham up. Yeah. But before that, I want to ask you one thing. He's in for a number of trophies this season, even now. Yeah. Even with the awful form. If he comes away with an FA Cup, or you can say, no, not they FA Cup. They got knocked out of the FA Cup. Yeah. Suppose he comes away with one trophy, right? Miracle. Suppose a miracle happens. Well, they're going to win the Carbonero Cup? I mean, Spurs trophy cabinet is, you know, pretty empty, you know. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't hurt. Anything, anything fancy would work. Yeah. So, suppose he wins anything. Do you think Tottenham should let him stay for another year? And... If he's sacked, can his career be revived and what club do you suggest for Jose next? So there's two parts to this question. Yeah. And before I even get to those two parts, I want to answer this. Yeah. Jose with his ego, even as a small of a title as a Carbonero Cup, he yeah. would still make it sound huge. Absolutely. Right? So a trophy is a trophy to him. Silverware is silverware. It doesn't exactly. hurt. Yeah. Right? Now, whether they should keep him, if he misses out on top four, don't keep him. But he says in the top four, you weren't expected to win the league. No. Well, there was only two teams, one of which is already slipping, yeah. and the other one is on the top of the table, seeming like an, unconvincible, an, an invincible kind of team. Right? Uh, yeah. So, 
uh, you know, like, you're not expected to win the league. If you make the top four, I say keep him. Yeah. Let him build the team and okay. see what he can do because he's proven himself. Yeah. The other thing is, if he misses out, let him go. There isn't any reason to keep him. And to be honest, if he does not make the top four, I don't see Jose getting a job again. So I think that's pretty much it for our podcast. It wraps it up. Yeah. Thank you so much for watching this video. It's been a pleasure again to present these three topics. Exciting one as it is. We'd like to keep bringing these up to you guys over and over again every week with new topics, new things to discuss. Football is going crazy. There's a lot of games to be played. So let's see you next week. And make sure to watch our last video as well. Give it a thumbs up. Give it a like. Hit that subscribe button. We appreciate you. FDTV out.